Okay, we're live. Hello. Hello to all five of you who are watching. I am Meeks. Welcome to my brain. And this is my lovely guest and friend, Jamie Pugh, aka Wera, aka Thug Nasty, <laughs> aka that's not her name. Yes, all of those. All of the things. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about men versus women. And not necessarily like who's better, but how we're different and how we complement each other and how we use our qualities to, you know, be good or how to be bad. So, um, yeah, I've been wanting to talk to you about this for so long, dude. Um, so let's just get right into it. I originally wanted to call this toxic femininity because I just think that in our like, culture today, we're seeing a lot of like toxic um, feminine traits among women, like, you know, the, the term, like, men ain't shit, or, um, I don't know, just you emotionally manipulating men to, to do certain things, and, right. I'm, and I'm not trying to be just, like, exclusive towards women, that's why I wanted to change this to right. men versus women, mm -hmm. but I want to know your thoughts on, you know, the ways that women use their gifts to, you know, manipulate, or, like, just kind of use their gifts for negative reasons like what do you think about that right I think women definitely use their abilities to manipulate and get what they want or to make themselves feel more powerful in situations mm -hmm. like that especially with men because I feel like just based on history a lot of times women have been subservient to men and I feel like they're or we as women are getting a little bit more on the offensive mm -hmm. side instead of, you know, we're not necessarily defending ourselves, but we say, you know, men ain't shit or, you know, men do. You know, there's a lot of combativeness, I think, between the sexes now because, and especially in relationships, I mean, relationships now are not what they were 20, 30 years ago. I don't think it's anything different between, like, the way men and women interact necessarily um I think it's more so that women are realizing that they're able to like they're more willing to manipulate and more willing to do what they need to get what they want in yeah. a way if that makes sense Definitely. and it can be I mean it can go too far for sure I don't think it's all bad because no. sometimes men you need to be manipulated <laughs> But how so like manipulated <laughs> how no I think I th well I think and I, I know it's one of the topics is that women do have emotional intelligence and that's not to say that men don't but mm -hmm. I think that women think more about what they say and what they do and how that's going to affect someone whereas a man might just say straight up what's on his mind what he's thinking mm. and not think about how someone's going to perceive it which is why I feel like men and women struggle to communicate sometimes because something that a man did not mean to be offensive at all or derogatory in any way can sometimes be construed that way because women we are we we kind of think of how we would expect someone to act if we said it to them mm -hmm. and so I think we're more cognizant yes more more cognizant more aware of what we're saying and how it affects people which in turn like we we kind of know what to say to evoke certain emotions like if we want to yeah. piss someone off man can we piss someone dude that is so true like if you really wanted to you just have to use the right word to really affect and hit someone yeah and because women are so emotionally intelligent you're able to perceive you know like the different qualities in someone and see like oh this person is um more sensitive towards this issue or just like more sensitive in general yeah. and you can use that to 
I guess, your advantage to hurt them right. in a certain way, like if you wanted to. But yeah, no, that's a really that's a really interesting. Well, take. and some people call it, you know, catty or, you know, women. And that's, I think, why women hold grudges more so is because mm-hmm. they know Like, you know, if a woman says something to you that they know exactly what they're saying and how you're going to perceive it. I mean, uh, there are some times where, you you know, someone might have sensitivities that you aren't aware of. Mm. But for the most part, as a woman, you know, it gets to you. So a lot of times, you know, it's going to get to that other person that you're talking to. And so that's, I think, part of the reason why women hold grudges more so. I mean, guys can get in a fight and have a knockout drag out. I saw a fight the other day between two guys. It lasted about two minutes and it was not a good fight. They ended up rolling around on the ground. But then <laughs> five minutes later, literally five minutes later, they're hugging and they're best friends again. And I'm, I just can't imagine. I mean, someone could say something rude to me and I'm going to think about it for the next five months. Like, yes, it, yes, I think we hold on to things more because we, we internalize it and we understand like that that person was intentionally trying to hurt you. And it's different if, if it's misconstrued and you're able to talk about that and understand it with the person. I mean, like I've had disagreements with people, like we had a misunderstanding (laughs) planning this, but we actually said, well, this is how I took it. And it might not be how you mean it all the times Mm -hmm. because it, I mean, it really isn't. And that's where communication is such a big deal. And I feel like that shows, like a mature woman is able to talk through things yes. and get over it. She's also able to humble herself and know like when she's wrong too. Exactly. Cause I have to put my foot in my mouth constantly with just like how I'm like speaking towards friends because I can be a very selfish person. I'm very aware of that, but we all can. Yeah, true. I, I think I'm too hard on myself when I do that, but oh, yeah. <laughs> that's beside the point. Um, I know when I'm wrong, and I like to admit when I'm wrong because I don't like conflict at all. Like, it really just, like, makes my skin crawl. Right. So I'm able to, like, say, you know, I was wrong in this situation. Let's communicate about it and, like, work past it. Right. Let's not hold a grudge. Let's not be, like, cold with one another. Right. I feel like so many of, like my past friendships, especially with women, like more so with women, have just been, um, I'm hurt by what you did. I'm not going to tell you what I did, but I'm going to hold on to it. And I'm going to let you know with my eyes that you (laughs) did something wrong. There's a lot of context with with women. A lot of it's body language, a lot of it's, and that's why I think men get so frustrated because they say, if you're upset, just tell me you're upset. But then, I mean, even me, I think, well, you should know why I'm upset. Like you should know what you said and why it offended me. But I think that's a big difference between men and women because women are constantly thinking like, Oh, is how how is this person going to perceive what I say? And although, you know, we don't always think before we speak, we a lot of times realize it afterwards. And you, you, I can always tell when a girl is mad, I work with two females and one of them is very up and down sometimes. And I can always tell when she's upset and, sometimes I can't tell if it's something I did or if she's just having a bad day but I think that's part of emotional intelligence is that you're aware of other people's emotions and you can tell by the slightest you know mannerisms or changes in the way they're acting or their voice you pick up on the little things and I feel like that's one place that men are lacking when it comes to communication because they're so used to just saying what they mean Mm -hmm. and they're not being subtext or subcontext that you have to try to figure out and I think that's why men get frustrated with women because they're like why don't you just say what you mean and women are more I don't want to say intricate 
but more complex yeah. sometimes, I think. Like, men are more straightforward, and that's a great thing. It's great mm. to be straightforward, and you never have to wonder what they're thinking because they will literally tell you, and it's great. And women are more complex, which can be a really good thing because you also know, like, how someone is going to feel when you say something, so you're more careful with your words. Right. You know? Yeah. So I feel like with men, like, that's where a lot of, communication issues like that's one of the biggest problems in relationships is just communication like there's a disconnect between the way men and women communicate and I feel like sometimes we don't necessarily think about that disconnect I mean women too because we don't think that they're not meaning anything by what they say Mm -hmm. until we're already upset and at that point it's too late once you're mad you're mad right until you talk it out right and I think it's Cool that you mentioned that too, because um, there is this one article that I was looking at today before our conversation, and Charlie, it's one of the the links that I sent you. But it's just the headline is eleven ways in which men and women think differently, and one of the points was that um, exactly what you said. I can't remember exactly what the point was, but the emphasis on it was that men have trouble um, verbally expressing themselves the way that we do like we're able to gather our thoughts in such a way that is like intricate and complex like we have so many things going on in our brains like women are more natural in um, multitasking like we can do it better men have to stay to one thing at a time like they are very they compartmentalize their thoughts so and I think that that's a great thing because you know it's good to be able to focus on one thing at a time because with me, I'm my brain is just all over the place and I'm like, what was I doing? Oh wait, I'm doing this. Yeah. But what was I doing? <laughs> now I'm doing this. Yeah. So so it's a good thing. Like they're very complementary in that way. Right. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that we communicate differently because sometimes it takes both sides of it for you to be able to communicate effectively. Because if you had two guys that weren't really expressing what they were feeling properly it probably wouldn't be good communication either Mm. and I actually it's it's funny that you talk about the difference because it it is a biological thing like Mm -hmm. I've been reading this book um it's called the confident key to confidence or confidence key or something like that but it's specifically about the difference in confidence levels between men and women or and if there's something genetic or biological about it and they went into talking about the difference in our brains a little bit And women have more activity in, it's called like the, I don't think it's called the white space, but it's white matter or gray matter or something. And it's connecting the left brain and the right brain. And there's a lot more activity going between the two, Interesting. which is why women are, I mean, it's a scientific fact that women are better at multitasking. But like you said, that can also lead to a lack of focus on one thing. And I think that's why men sometimes... (laughs) (laughs) it's hard to say without because I don't want it to sound like a bad thing but I think that's why sometimes men are more successful in business because they can focus on that one project that one solution but it's also why women are more successful sometimes because they think of every possible outcome right like women are much more likely to be overthinkers we're more likely to have anxiety because of overthinking Mm. and I think we I want to say in the book, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't me saying it, I'm quoting a book, but it said that women think, like, they're thinking more than men. It's not to say because they even said there's no difference in IQs or intelligence, that's not to say anything about intelligence, it's just we think more. Like, we're constantly thinking, we can't shut off our brains. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if 
y'all have experienced this, but men just fall asleep like that. <laughs> they really do. It's so annoying because it takes me like an hour because I can't shut off my brain because I'm constantly thinking and I'm thinking of stuff that's going to happen a year from now and mm-hmm. or like every possible scenario of something I'm planning on doing the next day. And I think that's just you though. Like that's a good thing to have. I don't think <laughs> that far ahead. Not a like, good thing. No, I think it is because my dad thinks that way. He's always planning like, I don't know, a, a year or two in advance. And he said that he developed that you know, kind of thinking later on in life. And you're very young, so, like, maybe he learned that from someone else. And, you know, women mature faster than men. Like, I think that that's not a controversial statement. No, that's fact. Like, we're <laughs> able to mature faster. We're we be, we're more independent A lot than of it's men. puberty, even. Like, yeah. And yeah. development. I mean, we do develop quicker than men do. It takes men a, a longer time to develop. And I think that's part of, I mean, I'm sure the brain is part of that development. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are ways, too, that, um, you know, men are not superior in certain aspects, but they just um, are stronger in, like, I I was talking about this with you earlier, just, like, logical thinking, and I'm just going to use myself as an example, because I think for myself, I can be very irrational, like, logic comes, like, second for me. My emotions sometimes dictate how I... Um, react to certain things <laughs> like our argument <laughs> or a little spat last <laughs> night I was just really upset about something and I didn't like take a step back and think like does this make sense <laughs> oh my gosh I can definitely relate I've been in arguments before where and, and I'll I'll tell Gabe my boyfriend I'll tell him like look, I just need to be upset about this. I know it's not rational, but right now I'm mad and I just need you to let me be mad. I'll get over it because logically I understand that nothing wrong actually happened, but I'm mad. So I just need to be mad for a minute. And I think it's really, really hard to separate logic from emotion because emotion does cloud logic and men are much better at making logical decisions and not letting emotion cloud those decisions Mm -hmm. because I, I mean, it, it's hard. I can't just put, I, and I, I used to pride myself on being logical and making logical choices, but I mean, no matter how logical you are, like I'm influenced by emotion very often and it it does kind of drive my decisions a lot of times. And that's not always a good thing. Sometimes it's okay to let emotions, you know, at least play a role in your decisions, but it's usually better if you can separate your emotions and be more logical about it. And I think you're right. I think men are better at that and I think that has something to do with the fact that they're not I mean we're thinking constantly and Mm -hmm. I think that also like when you put emotion into that Mm -hmm. then it becomes a little bit more I mean it's not as focused right it's more like obscure and convoluted right what's interesting about that too is that like as men are more logical in their thinking or like tend to be like, this is just stereotyping they They tend to be more logical and the way they um, decide on how they want to um, pursue a woman or like be in a relationship with a woman is with logic. And I learned this from this woman, her name's Alison Armstrong and she's been studying men for like 25 years. Mm-hmm. I love her. I absolutely <laughs> love her because I don't know, like I love men. I absolutely <laughs> love men in the like, I, I just think there's so... Don't we all? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not all of no, us. Yeah, no, that's not true at all. <laughs> no, but Alison Armstrong just um, has studied men her whole life. She loves men, and she's interviewed men, and she has gathered that the way men make decisions in 
you know, um, what kind of woman they want is through logic. Like, is is this woman going to be a good wife? Is she going to um, be a good mom? Is she going to do this? Like, they gather all of that. And regardless of how they feel about her, they, they think back and say, okay, these are her qualities. These are her habits. I like them. I choose her. It's not based on emotion. I feel like with us, well, especially me, I... I don't know, I like certain qualities in a guy, and I feel like, wow, I, I just like who you are. But it's not logical. He could be the worst person for me, and I'll still like him. It's and not logical. It's funny you say that, because, it. it I mean, I've... It, it very rarely is logical. I think, I think that women, when it comes to relationships, tend to lead with their emotions. They lead with their heart, and, you know, they ignore the logical things, the things in the back of their mind that are like, you know, this probably isn't a good idea, like... But men, I feel like, don't have emotions as quickly. Like, they, mm. they'll be attracted to someone. But I feel like mm. it takes them longer to develop an actual emotional connection. Yeah. And a lot of times it is more based on logic. You know, all the logical components are there. And then they're able to build the emotional connection. And I think that's also why, and I don't know if this is true for you, but typically in relationships, I'm the first one to figure out if I like them or not. And I think part of that is because I, and I always like them initially, of, of course, or I wouldn't start dating them, but pretty quickly I figure out, okay, this was just emotion, this wasn't logic, because mm. I start to see all the logical things. They come to me. It just takes a while. Right. So I, I joke that I have like a three-month limit, like <laughs> in three months, because, it, you know, all but one of my relationships have ended in three months, and it takes just about that long for me to figure out, okay... I was being, like, my decisions were clouded by emotion, and then logic starts to kick in. But I feel like for men, it's the opposite. For men, it's usually logic first. Like, okay, she's got all the wifey qualities. Yeah, <laughs> qualities. And then after that, they're able to see if they actually have an emotional connection, which is mm -hmm. why I think it takes men longer to kind of realize if a relationship isn't working for them right and, it, and that's also why it takes them longer to realize like oh i actually liked her with yeah. my emotions like yeah that's why we're able to get over our you know um bad relationships like relatively quickly and then get over it but men they they gave they get over it relatively quickly but then like six months down the road they're like oh i miss her and yeah <laughs> and then they start actually thinking about it and what they you know they're not really like I think it does, like, logically it might have made sense, but then the emotions weren't there, and then they catch up to them mm -hmm. a little bit later. And then they realize, like, oh, I actually did have feelings for her. It just took a while to get there. Right. Charlie, I want to ask you a question. Do you have a mic on you? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about all of this? Like, how do you decide if you want to pursue a woman or if you want to have a relationship with her? Mm, it's interesting because, and it said it in the 11 ways men and women are different, uh, is that guys are a lot more visually um, driven at first. Right. Um, and when it comes to, like, emotional connections with girls, I think it's super true that, like, it takes a while for us to even realize that it's there. And it takes, like, a lot of... Um, this is all for me, of course. It, it, it takes me a while to even recognize that there is, like, an emotional attraction there. Um, a while being, like, a month, I'd say. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's, I haven't had that many relations, like, uh, literal, you know, uh, Facebook status <laughs> relationships, <laughs> Facebook official. but, uh, I think, I think 
a lot of what that article said was actually pretty true, and I think y'all are actually nailing it pretty much on the head. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. so would you say that you notice, like, qualities in women before you notice, like, your emotional, you know, attraction? Or your physical attraction? Um, definitely. F- like, physical attraction, especially, like, being young, like, that, I think it goes without saying that that just comes first. Um, and after that, it's, it's like, I don't want to say it's up to the girl, but it's kind of like, like the girl has done her part, quote unquote part (laughs) by, by just looking the way she looks (laughs) and now you have to kind of dig deeper into like what makes her, her. Mm -hmm. It's funny you say that because I feel like it is kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. the woman is the one that. I mean, obviously, there has to be a mutual physical attraction, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the woman is the one that hangs on long enough for the guy to find his emotional attraction. Yeah. So, like, you're both initially attracted, and then it's almost like, it's almost like going fishing. Like, they say there's a lot of fish in the sea, but that's almost what it is, because you have to kind of hold on long enough to actually, like, reel them in, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, you have to be patient, and that's something that... I lack. I'm very impatient when it comes to to guys that I like because if I like them, like if I know the qualities that they have Mm -hmm. would suit, you know, my qualities that I have, like I think that we'd have a lot of fun together. Mm -hmm. I get really excited really fast. And I think that's a lot of the difference between guys and girls because I'm the same way. Like when I first start a relationship, I'm so excited about it and I'm like all in, like from the beginning, like I'm just, you know, I know I'm sure. And then a few months later, and usually it's really bad because you, not usually, but sometimes after that, you know, three months or so goes by, that's when the guy starts having feelings. And then that's when I decide, you know, never mind. And then it makes me feel bad because I waited until they actually had feelings for me to, you know, cut it off. But I'm the same way. I get really excited initially because it's this new thing and it's, you know, it has a lot of potential and it could be something. And then I feel like guys are more so just kind of going with it. Like, yeah, this is cool. You know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I hadn't seen it that way. Like from a, I guess, hypothetical guy's perspective, yeah. you know, like that's really interesting. I wanted to, um, I wanted to talk about to the, the differences in career choices that men and women take, because I think that that is very telling of how we are so different also. Like women statistically go into fields that are more people oriented. Men go into fields that are more thing oriented, like engineering, like, uh, I don't want to say business for some reason, but like engineering, um, construction, give me something else. I don't know. Right. No, I know what you're saying. And I, I think, and I mean, it's, it's scientifically proven that women are better in like social studies and English and the arts and men are better in math and science. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's such a push now to get women into STEM because it's not that we can't do it. Right. It's just that we might not be predispositioned for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that does have something to do with genetics or not genetics, but biology. Yeah. I do. I mean, we have different brains. Yeah. I mean, they're different brain functions because a physical brain, like you really can't tell the difference, but well, ours are technically smaller. Yes. Okay. That's true. Well, physically, we're just smaller. Physically, we're smaller. Most of the time. But um, but I think it, it's just a difference in how we are. And I feel like a lot of times girls are kind of taught that. I mean, I knew from a young age that, you know, math and science are typically a boy's subjects. And I think it was honestly just, you know, 
the stubbornness in me that was like, and I'm better, I'm better at English and I'm better at those subjects. I just chose not to do them because I, I didn't want to be an English teacher and I didn't think <laughs> you could do anything else with English at the time. Can I just say, I really, there was this one English teacher that I had my junior year and I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> she's watching. She's watching. <laughs> no, I'll just say that her name was Miss Ebb. She has a, the rest of that name like is Ebb something else, but okay. Miss Ebb, she just did not like her job, dude. Like she taught us stuff, but she just like was such a cynical woman. Yeah. She's like, what am I doing with these kids? Yeah. One time she brought her kids to, to school and Dan was like, why are they here? <laughs> I don't, I think that's cute. Like her kids were Why cute. are they here? <laughs> like, I, I don't think it was like, take your kids to work day. And anyway, that's like a complete side note and complete tangent. But yeah, yeah that just reminded me when you said English teacher. <laughs> Well, and I was, I mean, when I first started out, like in middle school, that's when we first were able to do pre-AP classes. Mm -hmm. And I hated math. I was really bad at math. I'm still really bad at math. You're an engineer. I have a degree in math and I'm still really bad at it. It, it doesn't Dude, come natural, naturally to me at all. And a lot of engineering didn't. Mm -hmm. The only thing that did were, it was the physics, like physical concepts, mm -hmm. because it's more conceptual. It's not cut and dry, black and white. I mean, to an extent, but... That's such an interesting point that you make because women are able to conceptualize things yeah. more. Women are much more conceptual. Men are more, and visual. I think that's why they are good at math and like math because this is the rule. This is yes. what you do every single time, unless you're in like theoretical math, which that's just an enigma in itself. But I think that's why they're typically better at it is because you don't have to, it's not concepts that you have to grasp. It's, and, and women are more conceptual, more big picture. Mm -hmm. Men are more, this is what we're doing right now. This is, <laughs> this is where we're at. And so I think that's a lot of the reason. It's just the way we think differently makes us more prone to be good at different subjects. And I think it's mm -hmm. interesting that we're both engineers because it means that we obviously think similarly or mm -hmm. at least have that same inclination mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's different for us because we are minorities in our field still I mean there's a big push to get more women in STEM and I mean you know the, the group that I work with it's three women and one man's which is you know the first time I've ever not been a minority I mean all my classes in college it was like at least 15 to 1. Really? Yeah. I think that I was really lucky because when I went to UT I one of the reasons that I went to UT was because there was such a high percentage of women in engineering. And so when I went to my classes, the, the ratio between men and women was probably like, not three to one, probably like five to two. Well, and I don't know if you noticed, I found it really interesting because when I first started out and I did it kind of weird because I did all my math classes uh, at Lubbock Christian before okay. I went to Texas Tech. Okay. And so once I got to Texas Tech, it was strictly engineering. So I got a good idea of like the ratios in the classes. And initially, like in the introductory courses, there it was a much better ratio. Interesting. And then towards the end in the higher level classes, that's when I noticed that it was primarily male. Mm -hmm. And there were, you know, there were like 10, 15 females in like a 40, 50 person class, but it, it was still significantly male dominated but I thought it was interesting that initially there were more women yeah and I think I mean honestly in general I think a lot of people I mean I knew many people going in freshman year that were doing engineering that didn't end up doing engineering mm -hmm. so it could just be you know coincidence true but I think a lot of it is you know I mean we're kind of fighting against it because it's not our natural inclination necessarily to think that way. Yeah. So I think when you, I mean, you know, in high school it's different and then you get to college and the courses are hard and it's not natural and you have to work no. harder. 
And, and some women are different, you know, some women's brains just work differently and probably work more like men's. Yeah, no, there's this girl that I know. She's like one of the smartest girls I've ever met. She's straight up genius. Like Mm -hmm. she double majored in mechanical engineering and business and something else too. Mm -hmm. Like not double, no, yeah, double majored. But, um, her brain was just like, it, it worked differently. Like she was able to be conceptual as well as very, um, structured. Right. So I don't know. And there's always exceptions. Well, I feel like women like that are able to take advantage of both. Yeah. You know, like they have the the ability to think like a woman because they are a woman, mm-hmm. but then they also have the ability to think like a man. And I, and I think that's one of the best advantages you can have is to be able to do both or at least to understand both. Yeah. I think is a yeah. big advantage. Absolutely. Because I, I don't know about you, but I really don't know too many men that are able to take advantage of both like sides of the brain. I don't know if that's what I want to say, yeah. but women are able to understand like the field that men go into They're They're able to understand structure and conception, Yeah. but men overall can't understand both as easily as we do. Right. And maybe I'm just making a generalization because I haven't looked this up. I just think it's not as common. Like I agree with what you're saying. I think that and like you said, it's not, you know, it's a generalization, but I've noticed the same. I think it's more common to find a woman that's able to think like a man or understand a man than it is to find a man that understands why a woman thinks the way she does or mm. like you don't see the crossover as much. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is because they don't, I won't say they don't need to, but it's not, society doesn't put importance on it. You know, like they don't say, oh, a man should be able to do English and arts and it's but I mean a woman should especially now like they should be able to do math and they should be able to do science but then they also have you know their inclinations Mm -hmm. so I think a a lot of it is society because we're being pushed to do both or at least be capable in both that's so true the standards are ever rising in our culture it seems but you know it's just a we just live in a culture of um instant gratification so we're expecting ourselves like more of ourselves like Women are expecting more of themselves. Men are expecting more of themselves. I think that that is equally, um, oh gosh, I don't know the word. <laughs> anyway, like we're both doing it at the same time. We yeah. both are ha- raising equally our Equally experienced. Equally experienced. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, I think that's what I was going to ask you. What do you think about like the gender roles in our society? I think they're getting more difficult because we're, I feel like we have this like, inherent way of thinking about I mean from hundreds of years you know the roles have been very clear the woman's the homemaker the man works and then I mean honestly I think a lot of it was due to you know the the wars where the men had to go off and the women had to work and then women started to realize like hey we can earn a living for ourselves and then I think now the lines are very blurred. And I think this is a good segue into the difference in expectations for men and women from each other. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I think that society roles and gender roles, and there's this big push now for like not having gender roles, Mm -hmm. which I think is good to an extent, but I think also to an extent, there's a reason they were the way they were for hundreds of years. And, And I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman working. You really, honestly, nowadays you can't, survive in a one income household because everything has been made to be for a two income household. I mean, it's very rare that a woman is able to buy a house on her own unless she's just doing very well because 
everything is tailored to two income households because typically a man and a woman work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's definitely a good thing, but I think it's even harder now to strike that balance because women are, we do have an inclination to be a homemaker. Like we, we like to take care of people, right? It's, it's in our nature. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard to try to, you know, go work 40 hours a week and then still be a homemaker and still take care of people. And try, I mean, I think it puts a lot more pressure on women because men have never really been expected to be a homemaker. Mm-hmm. They're not expected to make dinner every night when they go home. Mm-hmm. If they do, it's awesome, but it's not, expected of them and then for a woman like if if and there's a lot of judgment still Mm -hmm. because there's judgment either way if you work all the time you're judged if you don't work you're judged and so I think a lot of it is just it's it's finding that medium that we need to work on because right now it's there's judgment either way and you know you see it all the time on the Facebook posts it's like you really can't win Mm -hmm. as a woman entirely like you can have a great successful career but you're going to get criticized for not spending enough time with your family yes yeah, no, I hear you for sure, and, and I agree. And I think it's, it. I mean, it's true for men as well. Like, workaholics, obviously, you know, they're not seen as super great unless they're really successful. Right. And then they're seen as successful. Right, and that puts a lot of pressure on men, too. Exactly, like, and that's, go ahead. No, 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 you, you go for it. I was just going to say that's the flip side of it is the expectation on men because there still are a lot of women and society that – says men are the providers they Mm -hmm. need to and and a lot of men I mean pride comes into play and they don't want to be with a woman that makes more money than them yeah because they want to be the provider and that's where it gets complicated as well yeah but to an extent I think it's kind of I this is a this is a hot take but I think it's kind of um fair sometimes to judge you know the opposite sex based on like not the lack, but like the ways that they could improve. And I don't know if that's exactly clear and what I mean, but what attracts you to a man if he's secure, if he's going to be like a protector for you? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you agree. You agree? No, I, I totally agree. And that just stems back like thousands of years. That's, exactly. That's how it's always Hunter been. Hunter gatherers. Like exactly. women contribute, but I mean, women or at least me, like, I feel better if I know that a man's going to be able to take care of me. And maybe not financially so much anymore. I mean, it's great if they can. I don't really, I mean, I don't want the pressure of being the sole provider. That, I mean, that sounds terrible. Like, what if I lose my job? What if I just can't do it anymore? What if I want to go get a job that doesn't pay as much because, you know, it's less stressful? Mm -hmm. I mean, I totally understand. Well, I don't totally understand. I'm not a man. (laughs) Promise. <laughs> Nowadays, you never know. You never but, know. You could identify as one right now if there you, you wanted go. to. I'll just switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tuesdays. I'm male. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, no, she's not. <laughs> but, I, I mean, there is a lot of pressure that just comes with being a man. And, and it's judgment from society, too. Like, if you do, if you're not able to provide for your family. you're. you're I mean, failure. you're a bum and you're a failure. And, you, I mean, that was your job yeah and then this is the way that men think too i've just from overhearing their conversations i've heard several men say if you don't make money women don't like you if you make money any woman will like you and you know what women do like security i'm not a materialistic person i don't think you are either that's why you were saying that you know money doesn't really <laughs> matter to you you know like, money isn't everything to yeah. you. but having that sense of security is important to women we want to know that you'll be able to take care of us like I don't know. There's just some sort of um, 
we're attracted to protection. Yeah. We're attracted to security. Men are attracted to nurture and yeah. empathy and knowing that you're going to be a good, you know, wife well, or um, mother. Yeah. That. And that goes back thousands of years. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's attractive if a guy is good with kids. Like, Not you, at all. you know, they're going to be a good dad. And mm-hmm. that's something that women tend to find attractive because that's it's not genetic inherent like it's in our beings to want you know a good father a provider and not just financially to protect us but physically yes I think that's why a lot of girls they say like oh a guy has to be tall I don't think it's because they're being superficial necessarily it's that a taller man has that bravado and the appearance of being I mean I don't feel like I'm going to be protected by a guy that's five foot two even if he's jacked it's like (laughs) you know like you know I could probably kick his butt I did not mean to laugh at that. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> that's it's, than it's me. true though. And I think that's a lot of the reason women are attracted to taller guys. And I think that it is, a, there is a physical aspect. I mean, that's why girls are attracted to muscles. I think it's not because Absolutely. they necessarily, I mean, why, why do you think that we think they look good? I mean, they're bulges on an arm that wouldn't necessarily be attractive, but a lot of girls are attracted to muscle. And I think a lot of it is because it means that they're strong. Mm-hmm. And I think women are attracted to strong men, to powerful men, to rich men, for that reason, because all of those factors can make you a better provider. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of it. And I, I I mean, you can't undo thousands of years of inherent inclination. I can't think of the right word. It's going to kill me. But you can't undo it with 10 years of progressiveness. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, we're getting progressive now. But I mean, there's a certain amount of genetics predisposition that I mean it's there for a reason Mm -hmm. you know men are physically and you know as as much as people want to say men and women are equal they're not no they're not equal at all because and and they have differences that are dignity and respect but we're not equal as human beings we are complementary to one another exactly no neither gender is superior to the other we're not equal we're not the same that's why we can't be equal but we are equal in dignity or in worth of dignity and respect. Right. And and that's why, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe... I mean, yes, uh, in, in society, a woman can do anything a man can do as far as, like, work or as far as accomplishments. But I don't... I mean, physically, we can't. Like, men are stronger. I mean, you know, not the bodybuilding women that work their whole lives to be... Yes, they could probably outlive someone that has never lifted before. That's That's true. But we have a physical inclination to be the weaker sex. And I think mm-hmm. that's why we're more attracted to stronger men mm-hmm. because I mean, we are not meant to be as strong. Like that's what they're supposed, that's their job. That's their role. Yeah. And I think that that's a good role to have. I think that that gives people purpose in life. If you're going to tell people like everyone's equal, they don't, um, you know, men and men and women are basically the same. There are no gender roles. Like, that loses meaning in life. Like if I didn't say that no one knew that they were male or female, how would we find like meaning in our identity? Like our sex is a part of our identity. Like I'm a woman, you're a woman. I like being a woman. I love being a woman actually. Like I love the different ways that we think. I love that we mature faster. There are so many things that I love about being a woman. And there are things that I love about men. Just like, I love that they're strong. That's what attracts me to them. I love the way that men think. They're so structured. I'm not. So, like, I find that so complimentary. Yeah. Like, I can admire that. So, 
if we didn't have that, if that barrier was just like broken, yeah. I think that people would not be happy with their lives. They wouldn't find purpose in life. Yeah. I think part of being male and female is like what gives us purpose in life. I agree. And with I, those gender roles. And I mean, you look at, I mean, animals, male and female. A lot of times it's, you know, the same. Although that might not be a good point because the female lions hunt. But which is cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. But I think gender roles are. And it's not to say they can't be broken because I don't think there's anything wrong with a male being a stay at home dad and a mom bringing home the money. I don't think it's to say that gender roles can't be broken, but they're not necessarily a bad thing. And I don't think they need to be fought constantly. Like, I don't think, and I like back in high school, I was constantly trying to prove that I was one of the guys and like, oh, I'm not your average girl. Like I think like a guy and I'm, you know, and I thought it was like cool trying to be like one of the guys. And it kind of took me until college and, and even in college, you know, to an extent I fell into it because I was around guys all the time. Yeah. And so I just kind of fell into the way they think and the way they act and the way they, but it took me a while to realize that like, it doesn't do us any good trying to be like them because we're not going to be as good at being like them as they are. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes more sense to play on our talents, to play on the gifts that we're given and use those as opposed to trying to be like a man because it's never going to, you're never going to be a, well, I mean, I guess you, you could become a man, but it's not, you know what I'm saying. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, I have to hold my tongue on a lot of things, you're so good. I'll just you're drink. Yeah. <laughs> Wine quiets. <laughs> no. And it also opens the mouth after a few glasses. It's very true, too. <laughs> No, yeah, but I totally agree with you. And you and I kind of grew up, in, not grew up in the same way, but you and I are very similar mm -hmm. in that regard. Like, I've always had guy friends, too. I've always just liked being around guys because they're easier. Mm -hmm. I think they're so much easier and nicer than women. And I'm not saying that women aren't nice. It's, it's just that though. so many women can be so catty, and it's hard for me to navigate female yeah. relationships. And we've talked about this yeah. before. That's why we like each other so much, because, yeah. like, you and I are... Well, you are easy. I don't know how easy No, you're I'm. easy as well. Like, we're easy. We were able to just, like, not, like, stab each other with our eyes. Or, I like, think, and I think the biggest, not the biggest issue, but one of the main issues between, like, why women don't just automatically get along is that we have this competitive nature with each other. Yeah. And that's another big difference between men and women is that men can, I mean, they're competitive in sports and stuff. They're competitive with women, too. I will tell you a story oh, yeah. soon. Yeah, for sure. And they're competitive in some ways, but women, like, without any, I mean, you can just make eye contact with a girl at a bar, and she is giving you, like, the stank eye, and looking you up and down, and sizing you up, and it's yeah. like, like, what did I do to you? Until you get drunk and go to the bathroom, and then you guys are best friends, but. <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's fake, though. Oh, yeah, 100% fake. <laughs> I just make. Sometimes it's genuine, like, sometimes it's actually genuine, and, like, you know, the alcohol brings out, like, the, yeah. the bubbliness in, in women. Yeah, I think it, it kind of lowers the defenses like mm. I think women are so competitive because they get defensive and they assume that that woman is automatically judging you so I need to judge you back what do you think the competition is about though do you think it's about like the attention for a guy or just like being like I is think it insecurity I think or? it I think a lot of it's insecurity I think you're right and then I think some of it is stemming from like and it's funny because in the animal kingdom the men have to compete for the women like right. they have to show off. They have to fight each other. And to an extent, that's true today. But it's like women are in competition with each other to be 
prettier or to be more successful or like and I I find myself doing it all the time if I see someone that's really pretty and then they also have like a really good job I'm like well they probably have a terrible personality (laughs) to make myself feel better because they can't have it all and it's not true they can't have it all and how does that hurt me if they do but it makes me feel like I'm not living up to it as much in a way and I think that's part of it is that you're competitive because I think a lot of it is like you said it's that you're insecure because you're not confident enough in yourself to be like they're great I'm great we're all great that's awesome Mm -hmm. it's more so like you're constantly comparing yourself to other people or especially other women or Mm -hmm. at least I am I and I don't even mean to most of the time but I'm just constantly comparing myself and then that comparison makes me feel insecure and insecurity makes me want to lash out and think that there must be something wrong with them or you know like you, you I think a lot of the competition just comes from insecurity. I think women are more likely to be insecure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Definitely. We second guess ourselves. I think that's in our nature too, is just second guessing ourselves. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I talked to you, to you about this. Like it's, I think that I think that it's biblical, like in Genesis, you know, Eve takes a bite of the apple because she second guessed herself. Like freaking Eve, freaking Eve. We are here because of you, but God's so good. But, um, <laughs> she second-guessed herself when she took a bite of the apple when she ate from the tree because, you know, she just... She was probably thinking too much. She was thinking... <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. I think that you're right. But I don't know. I, I I think it's just cool to tie in, like, how we are now to the Bible. I think it has a lot to do with it. I think so, too. And I, I just like tying things into like, the Bible. But yeah. what were we talking about before? Just insecurity. Yes. Insecurity and com- competition. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you two stories about the ways that women have been competitive in my life and the way that men have been competitive in my life. Mm -hmm. So one of my good friends, uh, I think two, three years ago, she lives in a different state. A lot of my friends live in a different (laughs) state. um, We were at ACL together and this guy was talking to me and like we were hitting it off. Like we had really good chemistry. I know where this is going. (laughs) And then my friend just kind of like swoops in and starts dancing with him. I'm like, okay, dude, go off. Like, I, I don't care about that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah. you want him, you can have him. And so she starts dancing with him like the rest of the night that we're at ACL or at least for a few hours. And then she comes to me and she says like, this guy just like keeps bothering me. I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Because <laughs> it looks like From you're over bothering here. <laughs> And I didn't want to call her out or, on anything. I was just like, yeah. um, okay. I didn't say anything, but Anyway, that's the way that I saw competition. It seemed like because a guy was giving me attention that she felt like she had to swoop in so that she would get the attention. That's why you see girls that, I mean, I've had girlfriends that they act different around guys. Yeah. And they start like randomly putting you down or like Mm -hmm. trying to embarrass you or saying embarrassing things. And you're like, what the hell, man? Like, I thought we we were cool. And, And then, you know, the one difference is that there's an attractive guy there. Yes. And that they want the attention from him and they want to take it from you. And you might not even want it, but it's just that competition. And they feel like they have to make themselves look better than you. Mm-hmm. And that's what infuriates me about girls is when they act so different around guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Your no. second story. No, no, no. That was a really <laughs> good. No, that was a really good um, anecdote. Thank you. But the way that men have been competitive in my life is that they kind of it's similar, but same same but different yeah I was also at ACL and being this me and this guy were talking I, I'm friends with guys and so me and this guy were talking and one of my friends had a crush on me and so when he came back from I don't know getting water or something he saw that I was talking to one of his friends and he had to kind of like 
put him down in a sense. Like my the friend that had a crush on me kind of had to put down his friend so that he could seem like the the more macho guy. Or yeah. It just kind of like puffing his chest yeah. to him. And the guy, the his friend did the same thing back. And I was like, this is weird. Are y'all seeing this? Yeah. Like, all my personalities. <laughs> Are all you guys in there? <laughs> but it's just interesting the way that men and women compete with each compete for the opposite sex yeah in very similar ways yeah and i i think it's i mean again i think it's like a the primal nature to if you see something you want i mean you're gonna want to compete for it but i i mean i think a lot of times it ends up i mean how many times does that happen and you actually ended up with one of those people like never <laughs> exactly like it's it's usually pretty superfluous in the Good end word. thank you i thought about saying it i wasn't sure if i was using it right but yeah. i don't know <laughs> But an English major, you want it to be. I did. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I think it's definitely apparent. And it and it's frustrating, especially with women. Because, like, I have no issue being friends with girls. I, I do think sometimes it can be more difficult. Because there is that constant, you have to think about everything you say. And you have to think about how you're affecting someone. And sometimes you have to figure out why someone's mad at you. Even if you don't remember doing anything wrong and it it can be difficult yeah yeah and you have to submit yourself in that way too like I've noticed before with my female friendships that like okay so and so is acting differently with me why is that and it takes me a lot of time to just think out how do I respond to or not respond to them how do I reach out to them and say like hey do we have an issue like or it seems like you're upset with me it's hard to have those conversations because yeah. it's awkward. Yeah. And I feel like that's one thing that women tend to be less direct than men as well. Because I've had people say like, oh, you know, what's wrong? And I don't want to straight out say it. And a lot of times it's because I know it's not logical. And I know if I say it, I'm going to sound dumb or I'm going to sound crazy. And I don't want to sound crazy. But that's really what it is. And so I feel like sometimes it's hard to just have a direct conversation. And with men, it's just usually they'll tell you straight up like, hey, I'm pissed at you, bro, for whatever. Yeah, that's my guy voice. And uh, (laughs) but then I mean, it it is harder to have. But the thing is, when you have a good relation, like when you have a good girlfriend, like that relationship is awesome. Like I consider you one of my best girlfriends. Likewise. And and, (laughs) I love you, dude. But it's great because we can actually communicate with each other. And like, I feel comfortable enough with you that like if I have an issue I'm, I'm gonna bring it up to you I haven't I think we had like that one two minute spat and that's all we <laughs> since I've known you like yeah that was it otherwise we're pretty and what's funny enough is that you're one of the only friends that I've had where I can actually like feel comfortable enough to tell you like hey I'm upset yeah every other friendship I've had I hold that in yeah. if something bothers me I will hold it in because I don't like conflict like yes. I was saying I don't like conflict so I'll yes. just I'll just throw it on uh, what is it called throw it under the the bridge brush it under the rug yeah that's the expression <laughs> so I've, I've done that so many times and with you I just feel like you would react very well and it wouldn't end our friendship it, I think it would take a lot to really anger me and, I, and if I thought you were being ridiculous I'd probably tell you like hey you're being ridiculous and then Good. we could talk through it but I think a lot of it is just like because I mean, you have to feel comfortable enough with someone to say, like, hey, this is bothering me. And usually I can tell. So usually I'll, you know, ask, like, hey, what's up? Like, are we good? Is there an issue there? But I feel like a lot of times it is the confrontation. I I think Mm. most women don't like confrontation. The ones Mm. that do are scary to me because I really don't like it. I like it when there's, like, a conflict that needs to be resolved. Like, I don't like confrontation in the, like, I have a problem with you. (laughs) Exactly. There's a difference between, like, collected, like, this is my issue. Let's talk about it. 
And it's, it's different when someone comes to you and is like, Hey, I have like, and I think especially for us, it was just a misunderstanding because I didn't, I didn't know like what it meant. Like, I didn't know how you were perceiving my actions. Granted, I told you like, Hey, we can do this another time, but it's not what I meant. Right. But, but I mean, I should have, you know, because I, I've done that too. And I'm like, I I told Gabe all the time. I'm like, I mean, it's, it's totally cool. And he's like, okay, cool. And I'm like, well, it wasn't actually cool. (laughs) And you should know that. And it's not, that's such a women. It really is. And and I should have read between the lines because I, you know, I, I should have, I should have known, but there's no way you have to be direct. But well, and and it's hard to be sometimes because sometimes you, you don't want to, be like, hey, come man, off. that's messed up, you know? Yeah. Like, And you don't want to come off as, like, a tight ass either. I, I didn't want to say, like, no, Wednesday is the only day that works for me. Right. Make it work. Well, and it's hard to, like, say that without coming off as aggressive, too. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not like I'm trying to come at you and be like, no, you said you're doing this. You're going to, you know, like. Yes. Which I understand. Like, it, it's hard to say that in a nice way. And I think that's where communication is such a big thing. Because if you can find the right way to say something, it's the difference between an argument and a solution. Mm, mm, that's straight up fire, dude. <laughs> straight <laughs> just came to me. <laughs> and it's funny because I know all of this and yet I'm so guilty of it all the time. Like logically I can sit back and evaluate it. And I think that's where, cause I'm not emotional right now. My emotions aren't clouding my judgment, but when my emotions are involved and that's why I feel like women are such good advice givers and counselors Mm. for other people Mm because they're not emotionally involved and i feel like that's what women need all the time is someone they're able to put themselves in the other person empathy 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 women are much better at empathy than men Mm -hmm. i think in in general because we're overthinkers and we think of how it's affecting that person and so i think that I used to give, if we're being honest, I used to give great advice to my roommates. I was, you know, on point. I was like, y'all should be paying me for this. This shouldn't be free. But then myself, I couldn't dig myself out of, you know, a six inch hole with my advice because it was just, you know, I couldn't separate the emotions from the logic of it. And it just made sense to me. And I realized that I was doing the exact same thing that I was telling my friend she was stupid for doing. Like, it, because emotions do cloud it and you sometimes you need someone to be like hey i understand why you think this way and why you're doing this but it's a bad idea and i think that that's where men and like marriage between men and women come in so handy because men i think well obviously when you're married you know your spouse like better than anyone so when say that your husband is able to see you in that state of mind they're able to to ground you and say like hey I know you're feeling this way. Yeah. I know who you are. And <laughs> you're being silly right yeah. now. Or not say that, but like yeah. say like, hey, take a step back and let's think about this. Yeah. And what's even more ridiculous is sometimes I found like, because I think men and women are also different in the fact that sometimes a woman just wants to complain. Yeah. Like they just want to get it off their chest and rant for a little bit. They don't want advice. They don't want a solution because sometimes they know the solution and sometimes they just don't want to do it. I think that we need to be more vocal about that though. Yeah. I think we need to say like, yeah. like you were saying earlier, like, Hey, I'm mad. I just need to be mad yeah. for a second. And, and I, and I try to do that. I, I do try to realize when I just want to rant because then when they start suggesting solutions, I'm like, no, that's, I don't, you know, that's done. And then I get annoyed and I'm like, they're trying to help. Mm-hmm. And I've done that before to people too. And I'm like, well, what if you try this? And then they get upset for even suggesting it. And and it's just, you know, understanding what they need at that time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to figure out. Sometimes, you know, you don't know if they want a solution or if they want to just rant. Yeah, no, no, seriously, that's true. And one of my friends from New Mexico, her name's Sarah Gold. Shout out to Sarah Gold. Um, (laughs) She has um, 
come out to me before and saying like, hey, can can I or hopefully I can offer you some like unsolicited advice if yeah. that's like okay with you. And I really like the way that she worded that because yeah. I was like, it makes people like understand like you're not trying to like yeah. be superior and give advice. It's like saying like, hey, I know my advice isn't like a determinant factor in how you like yeah. solve your issue, but can I, you know, give it? Yeah. And they give you the choice. Yes. Yes. Because then they you can you the say, choice. you know, I don't really want advice. I just want to rant about it. Like I know what I want to do with it, but I want to complain for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas if someone starts throwing advice at you, you might take it as like condescending, like you were saying, like yeah. it can be taken in different ways. And I feel like it's important to understand. And a lot of times you do have to ask. Like, yes. I mean, sometimes, and I've asked my sister that before. I'm like, so are you ranting or do you want advice? And she'll be like, I just want to rant. And I'm like, okay, go for it. Give some popcorn. I'm ready. <laughs> I'll listen. Because sometimes, and that's another mm-hmm. thing. I feel like women can be better at listening sometimes. Mm, absolutely. I think so. Yeah. Not me, but because <laughs> my brain is everywhere, like at once. Oh, yeah. I usually I think I up. can be a good listener. I think I'm too hard on myself in that way. No, you definitely are. Arigato. That means thank <laughs> you. Questions, listening to the answers, all that. <laughs> I wanted to show you a picture that um, has had a big impact on me in the way that I view like masculinity versus femininity. Mm-hmm. Charlie, that's the second link that I sent you. So obviously men and women have both masculinity and femininity, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just in different levels. Right. And this picture right here is just, I find it so interesting because I think that the natural masculine has all these different qualities that men typically, like stereotypically, generally have. Like confidence is is a very unique quality, but it's not just masculine. But protection, clarity, which is, yeah, clarity, logic. Yeah. (laughs) Courage, too. Something that I love about men is just like, one, they're stupid. Like, in that, like, they'll do dumb Yes, things. that's what we're getting at. This whole thing has been to say, men, men are, are stupid. stupid. No, but I know so many men who, like, are so fascinated with, like, uh, tasers are like, tase me. Oh, my like, God. Like, why? Why do you want me to tase you right now? That's yeah. stupid. But that same inclination in wanting to be tased is the same thing that drives men to, like, go into to fires to save people. And I love that. About or men. take risks in business. They're yes. more likely to do, and it's the confidence and it's the bravery to be willing to like, if it fails, if it hurts like a bitch to be tased, then like I learned a lesson. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more like it's curiosity and it's confidence and they're more willing to take risks than women, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I agree with that. So back to this um, disciplined, I'd say, what do you think about discipline? I think women tend to be more disciplined. In what regard? Because we're better at everything. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I thought about that statement and I was like, I don't have any actual like factual reason <laughs> for this, but like, it's us. We win. <laughs> we win. <laughs> Competitive. It's fine. Well, think about it. Like, think about the military. Military is like the most disciplined um, career that you could go into. Mm-hmm. Who's mainly in the military? Men. So I think I'm thinking more like susceptible to leadership, I guess, where I was thinking. And I think I get that from, like, women being, I mean, we're technically made, if, you know, if you believe in the Bible, we're made to be subservient to men. And I feel like a lot of times we're the more subservient sex. And so I would think that that would make us more disciplined, more disciplined. But I might be connecting dots that aren't there. I think that 
you have something there, but I think that discipline is more in the sense of like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. And you know, okay. it, it just, it varies. I right. think like I'm disciplined to doing 30 push ups every hour on the hour. Right. Sometimes with me, no, most times with me, I'm like, I could do that, but I could also just watch Netflix right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> I could not do that because I'm not disciplined. I that's did, just me. I did a 30 day burpee challenge and it lasted five days. Hey, you lasted five days. It was, <laughs> but I, no, now that it, it, you're right. I think, I can definitely see where men would be more likely to be disciplined. And that's just an aspect of masculinity, but, and everyone has it. Everyone has masculinity. Everyone has femininity. So, um, certain, I think that that's a masculine trait, you know, stability. I don't exactly know what that means. (laughs) I feel, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that support in, I don't know what that means either. What do you think? What do you think when you see the word support? I think like, I mean, I think of being, like, propped up. Like, I think of physical support, but in that, I think that relates to, like, supporting others. Mm. Mm-hmm. I can see More that. likely to support others, maybe. Yeah. Mm. No, dude, I definitely see that. <laughs> okay, so the word direction is funny because stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason, people. I am so bad with directions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am directionally impaired, and I'm a woman, and I think that, that for some reason, that article mentioned it too, Charlie. Like, women are... We're better at remembering things, but for some reason we can't remember like zero sense of direction. It's pretty bad. Like no, it's so bad. I I, like I I still look up the way to get to Beto's house. Like I I don't remember how to get there. I have to be told when to exit every single time. I I'm terrible at directions unless I've been somewhere at least thirty times. I won't remember how to get there. Or Mm -hmm. if it's like you know, there's one turn on the way, then I can I can manage that. But I think it's funny because that's. I don't think that's necessarily like I think direction is meaning like in life they're more secure in their direction like they like when they're going towards a goal yeah but it's funny because it's a double meaning because they are they are (laughs) a lot they're a lot better at directions (laughs) and that's that's a very true stereotype for me as well I just and it's not always true but I can't I can't zero sense of direction anywhere yeah no thank god for freaking apple and google maps oh i I was talking to my dad the other day about how we used to have to print off the map quest to get places and you had to be the gps for your parents and you get yelled at if you miss the turn and i was like (laughs) how did y'all survive before (laughs) like i would end up crashing trying to read papers and the map and there's no way i i would have you know that natural selection would have gotten me on that one (laughs) (laughs) Google Maps just killed natural selection. This one time in high school, I was driving with one of my best friends, and she was giving me directions on where to go. And she said, "She said, um, okay, go straight." I was like, "Okay," and I proceeded to turn left. (laughs) Like immediately after, I was like, "I don't know why I did that." (laughs) Screw you! I'm turning. (laughs) Very rebellious. Fight the man, (laughs) the woman, I guess. Fight the GPS non-binary system. Oh, um, Gary, uh, Gary, you're not Gary. Charlie, can you pull that back up? So I wanted to go into the feminine qualities too. So um, unconditional love, I don't know about that. I feel like some women's love is conditional. That's very true. Um, Understanding for sure. Nurturing, tenderness, kindness, intuitive, creative, feeling, emotional, sensitivity, surrender. I think think part of this is that 
I mean, we're from the female perspective. Mm-hmm. And like, because when you read, like all of those make a whole lot of sense to me. I was and I think that. it's because we're women. Yeah. <laughs> we get it because we, and I feel like a man might, you know, have a different perspective and be like, oh yeah, those all describe me like perfectly. Well, tell us next Tuesday because you're a man on Tuesdays. That's true. <laughs> I'll let you know what it feels like. <laughs> no, but I think that that's a really good point. Like as, yeah, as we were reading these, like it just came naturally. Like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but the wounded feminine too, if you scroll down just a little bit, I th- this is what I was talking about earlier. Like the, the whole reason that I wanted to do like toxic femininity at first was because like the ways we can use the positive aspects of femininity, we can use that to really undermine men I we relate can, with all of those way too much. Yeah, we can be needy, codependent, Playing oversensitive. The victim, aka guilt trip. Yes. I'm, oh man, I'm, I'm bad about that. that. Dude, me too. Being the martyr. Yeah. I always try to make myself the martyr. Mm-hmm. No, I'll do the dishes. Yeah. No, me too. Me too. And you know what? It's it's a flaw, but we're always And it's bad, it. but I almost feel like it puts me in more of a power situation because a lot of times I feel like the victim does have the power in the situation because you're the one that's been hurt. You're the one that's been wronged. Mm-hmm. They're the one that has to apologize. Exactly, and that's how women can manipulate men. Yeah. That's how you use your emotional intelligence to manipulate other people in general. You can manipulate women, you can manipulate men. Yeah. So, I think uh, women are much more likely to be manipulative. And I think so? I think a lot of it is just because of the emotion. I think we're more, not necessarily more likely, but more capable mm-hmm. because we do have the emotional intelligence to know like what's going to pull on those strings. Like what's going to get me what I want. Mm-hmm. And like, oh man, I hope my sister's not watching, but my sister is one of the most manipulative people. Like she can evoke whatever emotion she wants from you with mm-hmm. like five words because she's my very emotionally intelligent. My sister can do the same thing too, but she does it to like, I don't know. She's the only person that can get under my skin. Yes. And it, sisters have a way of doing that. And they can, do. oh, they say sticks and stones, but man, those freaking words can hurt. Oh, uh, seriously. Dang. But if they're the right ones, like, ooh. That is so true. Yeah. That's what we were talking about earlier. So powerless, weakness, man- manipulation, I think is like the main one. Yeah. Withholding. Withholding reminds me of when um, women can be just cold with one another, like you know, give you the the cold shoulder and just not say what's on their mind, not say yeah. like how you've hurt them. They can be withholding of yeah. like the truth. Yeah, I think that's. I don't want to say a flaw, but I think it's it's not necessarily a good thing. I think it's a flaw. Yeah. Okay. A flaw. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to say it, but it's pretty bad. Like, it's a bad thing. It, it's like, not a good it's thing. Not a virtue. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, all you're doing is keeping it inside and hurting yourself and others. Like, no one's benefiting it. from it when you're withholding yeah but sometimes women do that to make others feel bad yeah to make others feel like oh my gosh she's not talking to me like what did i do and and they make them like overthink and they have that effect on both men and women yeah like when men understand that like oh this woman is being cold with me this woman i care about is being cold with me that's gonna make them freak out yeah same thing with women too like anyway no i that's (laughs) Definitely true. I think a lot of times withholding is for attention too. Yeah. Because if you're absolutely. not willing to say what's wrong and you're holding everything in, then you're causing someone to think about it and to think about you and to wonder and to stew about it instead of just knowing and being able to fix it. It's yeah. like you're trying to drag it out almost. Yeah. And I've, I've done it. I'm not saying that. I've, I've done it. <laughs> I've had the, I have done it too once before. And it was like the one time that I've ever done it, it was... It was weird. I just wanted to show that person like, 
hey, I'm mad at you. Yeah. And I want you to fix it. And you want them to suffer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I've done it because I wanted them, I wanted them to, because if they just say sorry and it's over, then that's it. But I wanted them to like, you know, feel bad. Like I felt bad, which isn't fair. But that was my, I don't think I cognizantly made that my intention, but it was my intention. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. Subconsciously, that was what I was trying to do. Yeah, you want. But them- I didn't really think about like I want them to suffer at the time. Yeah, you know? no. but I'm just like I don't want to tell them because that would be too easy, you know. Right, but some women do that, like, or some people. No, some women do that. Like they they feign um, that withholdingness so that you can suffer. Yeah, I had a friend who seriously told me that she loved manipulating men, like sexually, emotionally, yeah, all of that stuff. I'm like. That's insane. And I couldn't say anything to her because she was my friend. Or yeah. I should have said something to her, honestly. But there are women like that who, like, get a rise out of, like, manipulating yeah. it's men. It's power. It is power. It's power over someone else. And they like to exploit it. And, like, I get it. I mean, it's sometimes it feels good to have power over somebody. But it is toxic. Toxic. It is toxic <laughs> to try to, I mean, it, and it goes both ways. I mean, men trying to exert their power over women is toxic. Yes, and on that, Charlie, can you scroll to the other side? I want to know if you relate to this, Charlie. Like, let's say the wounded masculine, um, you know, all these things, confrontational, criticism, abuse, avoidance, unsupportive, all that. Yeah, I would I would say that's pretty accurate. Not for me. I'm a pretty low-key, you know, go-with-the-flow, chill kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So I don't really lose control of my emotions very much or I'm not I'm not wounded very often but these seem like pretty accurate terms to describe it yeah okay I think that men can get aggressive when they are hurt in a way or emasculated yes I was gonna say a lot of times I think men act out or you know act aggressively when their ego is hurt yes they puff their chest they are very protective of their pride and their ego. I think men have really big egos. Oh, yeah. Like, more than women. I, I think typically. I think women are a lot of times more willing to, not always, but I think a lot of times women are more willing to swallow their pride. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And what's, here's a different kind of connotation with that is that I went skydiving and this, uh, the guy that I was skydiving with on tandem, he told me, women are so much more relaxed when they jump with me. Men always have to, like, be tense and, like... Because they're not in control. Because they're not in control. They always have to, like, be the big guy. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, that's so telling. Because they're strapped to someone's chest, and it's hard to be (laughs) prideful and masculine when you're strapped to somebody. Right, right. Gabe knows all about that. (laughs) 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 He got strapped to a short guy, and it's so funny. (laughs) Hey, well... But I I think it's true. I think men do... I think think men feel more comfortable in the power position. And Mm -hmm. when they start to lose that, or they start to feel threatened... I think that sometimes is what elicits aggressive behavior or irrational behavior from them because mm-hmm. they do tend to be rational. They do. But I think I think pride is a very big factor in the way men act. I think so too. Hmm. Let's see some of these other ones. Confrontational. Oh, control. Control, for sure. Abusive power. Dominance. Competitive. Men are so competitive with each other. Or, well, in anything. Um avoidance i don't know about that because i just don't know i could see avoidance as like you know not wanting to deal with the issue at hand yes you know what i just read about that today like 
in the Bible, like it was talking about Abraham kind of avoiding his wife's issues. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you deal with that. That's your issue. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, I think a lot of times men like to choose the easier path because mm. it makes more sense. There's, I mean, there's less obstacles. And I think that's kind of what it's getting at with avoidance. Cause it's like, well, why would I go through this really difficult conversation that like might lead to a solution when we could just go around it and forget about it? Because for them, it's really easy to forget about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's another issue is like when you have a problem, especially in a relationship, I think men are more likely mm. to want to just forget about it and get over it. You know, not talk about it. I don't want to get through it. Like, let's just forget about it and move on. Whereas women want to dig through it because like, yeah, it's going to suck and it might hurt, but we'll have a solution and then we'll prevent it from happening again. Yeah. And so I feel like that's the different, like, I think that's, I don't want to say a problem, but it can be a source of issues, I think, in relationships Mm -hmm. because they want to deal with problems differently. Yeah, that's so true. We approach problems differently. Oh, yeah. We see things differently. We're different. Yeah, very different. I think that <laughs> criticism actually is something that I have experienced from a man. So me and this friend were talking. We were, we were friends, and we were trying to navigate, like, hey, do we want to, I don't know, make this a relationship or not? We were, mm-hmm. like, navigating that, like, yeah, friend to... Friend zone stage yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> one day he got really drunk, and <laughs> I, I happened to be there, and he was just, like, criticizing me on, like, my qualities. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, he's drunk and, like, criticizing me right now. I've never, like, taken this from a man. Yeah. But I'm glad that I was able to just be composed and know, like, yeah. okay, he's drunk. He's yeah. not in it. But the things that he was saying were true. Like, I, I recognized my flaws. And he was, like, yeah. pointing them out to me. I was like, oh. That's still hard to take. It is. But like, I, I'm not a person who gets really angry. And, like, honestly, right. like, I wasn't, like, well, and that's a sign of maturity. I, I can't say I would react the same if someone was sitting there and telling me all the things that are bad about me or wrong it's, with me. I mean, that, it's hard to take no matter who, like man, woman, I, I've never taken criticism well. And a lot, even professional criticism, it, it's hard not to take personally. I take, I take things very personally. And I even put that on my goals, on my work. And I say it in interviews too, and they love it because they're like, what's your biggest weakness? And they're expecting people to give, you know, like, strengths that are actually not weaknesses or stuff like oh I work too hard oh yeah yeah and I'm just like I don't take constructive criticism very well and I need to stop taking it so personally and actually understand that they're trying to help me and it's true of personal criticism like if someone's pointing out things for you to work on it's not I mean not always sometimes they are trying to be mean but when if you can tell someone isn't trying to be mean about it and they're actually just saying like hey I think you would really benefit from working on this that's something I personally need to work on because I'd, I've never taken criticism very well. I guess I take criticism pretty well because I critique myself like often. Yeah. But so when he was telling me this, I was like, yeah, oh, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I don't like getting angry. Anger yeah. is an emotion that I think is only necessary when you're trying to defend someone. Or if you're in Austin traffic. <laughs> yes honestly the, the angriest i've ever been was in standstill traffic in austin you know what you got a point there go, go no, no, I no, didn't no, no, no 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 that was funny no i no i love talking to you because you're so funny <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> so i was able to compose myself and say like okay i need to go home right now it's time to just yeah. like not deal with this and our relationship did not progress from there yeah we're still friends but yeah it's just interesting to see that like yes criticism is a thing like when 
you know, men aren't getting what they want. Mm -hmm. They revert to the wounded masculine. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And they like to, I think sometimes they might like to point out your flaws as opposed to focusing on their own. And I I, think that goes women do. I was going to say women do the same because I've done it before. You know, I'll say, oh, well, this is wrong with them and this is wrong with them instead of looking at myself because I'd rather deflect Mm. than actually own up to the fact that I might be the problem too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, working on it. We're working on it. It's funny because I feel like you and I are very independent people, but for me personally, I don't know about you. I feel like I'm a naturally like submissive person, submissive woman when it comes to hearing criticism, hearing other people's opinions. Like it's something that I need to work on is really like thinking for myself and like knowing what I need to not need to, but like knowing what I think about a certain situation right. as opposed to like following the crowd right? or like listening to a man's perspective on it. Cause yeah. I tend to do that. I, li- I tend to listen to men because men are logical and I think women are kind of inclined to think that men are smarter or uh, that might not be true for you, but I mean it like I'd be, and it sounds bad because I'm a woman, but I'd be more likely to listen to a male engineer in my profession than I would a female. Not always. It depends on, you know, their experience and everything. True. But all things being equal. And that's one interesting interesting thing I read in the book is that, you know, they did studies of, oh, if a male manager walked into a meeting and started mm-hmm. acting like this and a woman came into a meeting and started acting the same way and it, like, went over the perceptions of the people in the mm-hmm. meeting. And the man was seen as confident, competent, intelligent, and the woman was seen as bossy, bitchy, uh, incompetent and it's funny because you can act the same way but you're going to be perceived differently that's because men and women are different yeah you can you can have confidence as a um as a woman in position of power mm-hmm. and exert your confidence in a different way that a man would yeah. a man would because if a man exerted his confidence in the same way that woman would he would be seen as yeah. meek yeah. and I was going to say the P word, but I'm not going to say that on, <laughs> on camera. The P word. The P word. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to be seen out. as weak and meek and not a strong leader. But the woman will be seen as confident right. and someone that you can listen to because she has good experience and she's nice. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about it being switched around. I, I wonder if they've done studies like that because mm-hmm. I can see where they would see the man as, you know, like just write him off because mm-hmm. he's not being as confident. I think women and men manifest confidence in different ways. And a lot of times that's misconstrued as women not being confident, but that's Mm. not necessarily what it is. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about that. That's a whole new perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jamie, I think that's a good way to end because if I go over two hours, I'll have to pay Gary more. (laughs) (laughs) Gary. (laughs) Gary, darn you. Just kidding. Y'all are great. We appreciate y'all. No, love Gary, even though he's a, (laughs) he's a lot. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Um, Thank you, Charlie. I think we're good there. Thank you for watching.